Welcome. Hope you're doing well today. Today, we're diving into medications, legal medications. Are you allowed to take certain ones? Do certain ones disqualify you? In this episode, let's discuss. Hey, if you are new and you are wondering what I need to do to become a police officer, jump on to our free gift, Getting Started as a Police Officer. That's down below in the link. You can jump on. It's going to walk you through the entire hiring process and let you know what it's going to look like and what you need to do to get there. Also, if you have something more specific pertaining to yourself and your hiring process, jump on a coaching call. I will be glad to do it. It's free. Both of those gifts are free from me. They're in the description. As always, let's get started and see what we need to do when it comes to prescription medication. Starting off with prescription medication or really just any medication, are you going to get disqualified for the medication? The answer is yes and no. Oftentimes, the medication isn't what gets you disqualified. It's the disorder or the issue that you're taking the medication for. Say, let's take something for anxiety or PTSD. A lot of times, police departments, if you have certain levels of PTSD that require medication to be manageable, and when I say manageable, I mean you have to have the medication. It's not that the medication subdues you or, or anything like that, but you are prescribed medication and you must take it. A lot of times you're not going to pass the medical screening for, for that requirement. There's, there are certain things that don't allow you to become a police officer. Now, I know a lot of you will argue, and I'm a big advocate of the ADA, the American Disabilities Act, and any Disabilities Act for, for that purpose. We we use that and say, hey, no, you can't disqualify me based on that. Well, that's that's true in some aspects, but other aspects, it's not. There are criteria that you need to become a police officer. And in order to become a police officer, you have to be able to, to do that. Like take it as a um take a you know double arm amputee. It's gonna be impossible for a double arm amputee to effectively pass a shooting qualification and a shooting qualification is required for um, certification as a law enforcement officer. These are just things. And you're saying, well, that's discrimination. And while it may seem that way, that's just not the case. Uh, it's so, same could be said about other intellectual capabilities when it comes to certain jobs. You know, you must have a IQ of this number or you must be proficient in mechanical engineering. And does that mean that someone who uh, doesn't have a mechanical engineering degree is is incapable of applying yes yes it yes it does someone who doesn't meet the intellectual needs of that of that position can't hold that position so while as i said it may seem like discrimination it is not and if you feel that you are being discriminated against definitely take take that to the next level but for this specific specific one we'll stick with the ada stick with um, medical issues and medication so Let's take a medication that promotes drowsiness or or is a, let's say a painkiller, right? A painkiller, uh, oxycodone or, or codeine or um, oxycontin, any, any type of the serious pain medication that really promotes an addictive personality or addictive tendencies or anything that is um, promotes, you know, drowsiness, you're going to have a hard time 
selling that to a medical examiner for your police hiring process. It's going to be one of those things where it can't, it can't affect your, uh, or it can, I should say, it can affect your ability to perform your job. If you're falling asleep behind the wheel because you're taking a medication that says don't operate heavy machinery while a vehicle is heavy machinery. And if you take that, you can't drive a police car and you're on patrol. That It's going to be hard to get what's what the ADA determines as reasonable uh Reasonable accommodations. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. That's the term. Reasonable accommodations. And that's what the ADA is really there for. It's to, if if reasonable accommodations would handle a an individual that may have a disability that can perform this job, well, it's not necessarily reasonable to say, hey, a law enforcement officer will never need to drive a vehicle. And you can say, well, I'll never be a primary driver, but what if you need to move a vehicle? Right. What if you need to move a vehicle? What if um, what if something happens and you need to transport a suspect or a fellow officer to to a hospital? You know, what if your partner gets injured and you have to drive, but you're not authorized to drive due to the medication that you're on? These are type of things that can disqualify you or when I shouldn't say disqualify you, but will will not get past your medical screening in your hiring process. Jumping back to the PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, certain medications that you have to take that are needed for that will not allow you. And it's more the disorder rather than the um, the medication. But if you need medication to regulate mood and without mood regulation, you have um, violent tendencies, right? It's not necessarily the medication that's the disqualifying factor. It's the issue that the medication is treating. However, when you place that medication down, a medical professional is going to notice that, hey, why are you taking this this mood stabilizer? Um, And then what is the history if you don't take this mood stabilizer? Do you have um, suicidal tendencies, right? If you have suicidal tendencies, you're not going to pass your medical screening or your psychological screening. Um, Those are just tough things. Now, I'm not sitting here saying, hey, it's it's a complete disclaimer that if you use any medication, you're not becoming a law enforcement officer. No, no. And I'm not saying, hey, if you have um if you've been diagnosed with PTSD that you can't become a police officer, because that that is not the case. You can have there's so many different varying levels and and these catch-all terms are just misrepresented in in today's social climate and social networking that it's it's almost given a negative connotation and that's just not the case right so i know plenty of officers that have a ptsd designation from the military and a and that doesn't mean that they can't p- perform their their jobs as a law enforcement officer just maybe they have bad dreams about an incident that occurred that's that's a sign of ptsd um so that's that's one thing, but certain medications assigned to that, like a mood stabilizer, can be can lead to disqualification. I'm not saying it 100% will, but if you have to have a medication to stabilize your mood, and if you don't stabilize your mood, you have um, aggression or or suicidal ide- ideologies or um, ideas, then you're not going to be able to become a police officer. Same thing with, as I said before, anything that really alters your your cognitive ability. You know, certain medications are so strong you can't operate a motor vehicle on them. And if you need these medications reoccurringly, right, like you have to take them every day, then then you're going to be disqualified as long as you're reliant upon those medications, or you're going to be not suited 
I shouldn't even say disqualified. You're just going to be not, not suited or not, um, not eligible really for, for a law enforcement position. You can apply, but they're going to dismiss the application when that comes up in a medical screening. Is all hope lost? No, there's the ADA protects you from things like that. Like it protects people with PTSD as long as uh, reasonable accommodations. Now, reasonable accommodations isn't bending over backwards, right? It's not saying, hey, reasonable accommodations is is something where let's get away from law enforcement for a second here is if someone needs a wheelchair access to to get to their office, but once they're in their office, they can perform their function. That's a reasonable accommodation, right? They, have, they need wheelchair access. Um, a reasonable accommodation isn't saying, "Hey, I take a scheduled, um, a scheduled and prescribed medication that's a that's listed a, as a narcotic, and but it makes me um, drowsy or it makes or I can't operate heavy machinery." That's not a reasonable accommodation because with that, it's a direct reflection that you can't effectively perform the profession. And you say, "Oh, well, I can obviously." you know, do this and do that. No, no, no. You can't take away from the profession. You can't take, well, I can do this, but I just won't do this. You can't do that. That's not a reasonable accommodation. You need to be able to effectively perform the entire job description, right? The entire position description with the accommodation. And if you need to be able to operate a motor vehicle and you can't, or you need to be able to operate a defensive tool, such as a taser or OC spray or a firearm, and you can't, then you're just not going to be able to get there. So some of these medications, as I said, mood stabilizer, um, pain medications, those are all things that that will really get you looked at and potentially get you removed from the hiring process. I'm not trying to discourage anyone. That's never what I'm trying to do. If, if you have something like that in your history, don't worry. As long as you're not currently taking those medications, you are fine. There are other um, medications that that matter, though, So such as an inhaler, right? If, if you need an inhaler for, for, you know, asthma, a lot of times you can get a waiver, right? And this is what I'm saying is don't, don't stress or worry if, if, if you have something along these lines, because you can get a waiver. Um, and it doesn't even have to be through the ADA law enforcement agencies themselves allow you to apply for a medical waiver and something as simple as needing an inhaler. Now, if you have severe asthma and you can't run, um, and you need to go through the police academy. Chances are that's a disqualifying medical factor. But if you need an inhaler, you know, less than if you don't need an inhaler every day just to breathe or just to just to walk, you, you should be fine. But if you need an inhaler anytime you try to do or exert physical activity um, and you need the inhaler, you have to use it. Otherwise, you will not be able to breathe. That might be disqualifying. But if you need to keep the inhaler on you due to a asthma attack, a potential asthma attack, nothing. And but you don't have reoccurring episodes that are commonly reoccurring, then you should be fine. And a waiver is easy to get. And you can, you, you usually don't even have to go through um, the American Disabilities Act for something like that. Usually, as I said, departments and agencies themselves allow medical waivers for that. And they have them They're Hey, just, we understand that you have this medical condition, fill out this medical waiver, we'll approve it. And then we'll move you through. And this will not be a medical condition that you're, you should be concerned about for your medical exam. So these type of things are things that individuals need to be not concerned about, but need to know about. A lot of times you can pull up the medical standards for the department that you're applying to, and those are public information, and you can get them right off of the internet. So if you need help finding them, leave a comment below, and I'll try to help you find one if, if need be. But for the most part, just keep in mind that certain medication may prelude to a certain condition 
or certain medication just may outright not allow you to, to become a law enforcement officer. It's, it's not meant to deter you. And just because you're on a medication now, if you are on one, doesn't mean that you can't get off of it and become a law enforcement officer later on, or maybe that there's not a, another medication out there that may work for you that doesn't have the the side effects that preclude you. And a lot of time it's, it's side effects that preclude you um, or the actual issue themselves, not necessarily just the medication. So before you get upset about that and before you start yelling at a, at a department um, medical examiner for something like that, just keep in mind, it's not necessarily the medication that precludes you. It's more, as I said, the, the side effects or the um, issue in itself, the underlying issue that the medication is trying to treat. So keep all this in mind. I hope this helps. Remember down below, I have those two gifts for you. The Getting Started Workshop is going to walk you through all the hiring process. And we also have a few other little tips that are going to help you throughout the hiring process in the workshop. So like a practice test and a few other things. If you're someone who has that has started your process or are getting ready to start your process, reach out to a uh, free consultation, a free coaching call with myself because I want to make sure you get off on the right foot and don't mess anything up. A lot of times you all call me after you're in the process and there may be a potential mistake or hurdle that we need to jump through. I'm always here to help you with that. But remember, it's harder once you get started than before you get started. And I can always walk you back through it, but it's a little bit more difficult. As always, stay safe. I hope this helps and I'll see you next time.